This is William Tidcup, and you are listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. We're broadcasting live from Transform in Vegas at the Greenhouse Booth. I have Keisha Venn on with me today, and we're going to be talking a little bit about DEI. Keisha Venn, would you do us a favor and introduce yourself? Thank you very much for uh, inviting me to sure. this uh, podcast. I'm Keshavan, co-founder and CEO of iShield.ai. iShield is a generative AI platform that creates bias-free communications for enterprises. Oh, that's cool. So give us a couple of examples of that. So uh, the most simplest form of an HR communication is a job description. Right. And job descriptions can, the language in the job description can have unconscious biases right. that, that can be detrimental for certain people to apply. So if uh, the focus is to generate, to actually have a talent pool of diverse candidates, then companies need to pay particular attention to the language. And we, our AI offers that as a assistant that works alongside, you know, it helps you create the job description and it helps you verify to eliminate these biases. I love that. And the more it learns, right? That's the beauty of AI. The more it learns and, basically learning from itself, but also learning from others. And uh, and large language models are, are fascinating to me because, again, they, they start off and it's really good with general things, but then once they start getting into the specifics, it gets exactly. really good. Exactly. Because generative AI uh, is great, yep. but it probably gets you off the writer's block. Right. But if an enterprise really wants to use the generative AI, then they need three critical things the content recommendation has to be as per the brand. Otherwise, it's like hiring a bad intern write content for you. Right, right, right. And most probably your rewriting effort is greater than even creating it on your own. Right. So this is what companies are facing when they want to, people can think, oh, I'll use ChatGPT and generate something. It's probably only getting you off the writer's block. That's right. The second aspect is that context matters a lot. So if uh, there is data locked up within the enterprise, about people and about the talent they want to attract. So the communication needs to take that data into consideration if you want to run personalized campaigns. Because the most important aspect of attracting diverse audiences is authenticity. You can only be authentic if you are able to really personalize the piece of communication to the context of the individual. And uh, the third aspect is it has to be bias-free. I don't think that's a choice. A lot of companies do it for compliance reasons, right. right? They really don't want to have a legal case. And I know a few customers of us who did it for that reason. But once they implement it, they really unlock a potential that they never knew, yeah. that the talent pool, the structure of it, the composition of it has changed. Well, you're speaking so, the language that they understand, the medium where they are. Exactly. And again, bias-free you're learning about new biases. That's again the, the beauty of AI yeah. is once we once we learn something new, a new a new bias that you know we didn't know before, Absolutely. and now we know it. It can learn that and get good at that. Absolutely, one hundred percent. So over the last let's say five or six years, what do you what do you think we've done well, or what do you what do you think we've made strides in DEI? I think the greatest change in the last four years has been recognition mm-hmm. that diversity matters. Right. right? And uh, I think that uh, as a society, we all went through uh, significant uh, awakening movements, which, uh, you know, uh, which started with the Black Lives Matters. Yep. I thought that that's a seminal event. Yep. 
which also, uh, of course, it happened in America, but it got global attention, which meant that every society uh, started taking a closer look at their own biases. Right. So I think recognition has been the greatest um, change that has happened so far. Um, and recognition means that people probably will start working on it. Right. Right. Well, you got to recognize that you have a problem in order to then do something about the problem, right? Absolutely. And the nature of uh, inclusion and diversity is a lot of times these biases are unconscious. Right. So you need the recognition to first take a closer look at your own biases. So recognition is a critical awakening moment. Right. Once that happens and you have a certain consciousness that is developed, then I think that everything else will follow from there. So I think that's been the change in the last three years. So what do you think, um, if I gave you a magic wand, what would you fix? Or what should we, you know, I want to say the negative, like we're, we're over the last couple of years, what's, what's wrong with DI? You know, but, but basically it's like we made strides. We all recognize that. But we probably didn't go as far as we needed to. We probably lost some momentum, et cetera. Like what do you see? I don't see that we have lost momentum. I think that there is a lot of impatience in people who are working in DEI oh, that's to, nice. yeah. to, to kind of see a change that's immediate. Uh, biases build over a period of time. Right. We probably are here after million million years of evolution. Right. And the society went through its own churns to land where we are. Right. Now, if we want to really change and we want to have a long-lasting change, then we need to have the patience. It may take generations of work. So I think that the biggest, um, people get frustrated too soon because, you know, as a society, we've become too result-oriented that you click a button and you have the, right. you know, vending machine giving you, you know, <laughs> coffee. But um, I do not, I don't think that is going to work. Right. And uh, that's been the bigger problem that there are too many people who, start with great energy they don't last long enough right, right. and work at simple small things but work at it sustainably over a period of time so you can see the lasting change you know what's interesting is if that you, you mentioned dei professionals but it, that that also goes to hr and to leadership and boards you know like this is it we didn't get here overnight we're not going to undo things overnight exactly so when we talk to our uh, talk to customers, I haven't met anybody who says that. Look, I don't care about diversity. Right. No. Most of the times, they really don't know uh, where to start and how to actually change that. Right. Yet, um, uh, yeah, you know, keep the company going. Uh, right. Right. Uh, you know, at the pace that it is going. Right. So, um, I think that it's going to take a. Uh, uh, so the leadership team wants to do it. I think that it's up to the DEI leaders and people to provide those tools necessary to make that transition. Love that. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about measurement for a moment. What should we be measuring? What's, what's, what's something to know where we're on our path uh, or where we're at on our journey? What, what, what should we be looking at? Okay. Um, so one of the areas... Uh, you know, as a product uh, company working on communications, right. we measure on is um, representation, right? So, and it, it's a good indicator. Like, for example, if you have a career website and you have 5,000 images on career website, it, it will be good to know uh, who are you representing in those images. 
We worked with a Fortune 500 company. They had a 1% representation of black people. Right. Their customer base is 35%. So it, should no be, one, it should be representative. At least representative. At least. So I think that one of the core aspect is to measure representation. Right. And that when I say representation, it's within your organization, your employees, it, that applies to talent pool, it applies to your communications, it applies to every aspect. Right. Once you understand your representation, it will impact the way you communicate, even in your market, right. to your customers. Right. So I think that's the most important metric to start. Uh, of course, then there are more finer metrics, but I think the most basic metric should be to measure representation. I love it. I love it. This has been wonderful. Thank you so much for coming by. Thank you. Thank this you very much for this opportunity. Kesavan. Yes. I got it. I got it. Thank you. And you taught me something new, so I appreciate you. Oh, thank you very much.